welcome to the annual Christmas choir program, Carols of Christmas. We're thankful that you're here with us this evening. We'll be singing, you'll be joining us in singing along the way, and uh, we pray that this will be a time of giving honor and glory unto Christ our Savior and encouraging one another. So we're, uh, we welcome you. We're glad that you're here this evening. Uh, after the program, there'll be a time of refreshments and fellowship uh, in the fellowship hall next door, and so I hope you'll uh, stay for that afterwards. Uh, we desire to worship the Lord this evening with, uh, with our voices, with hearing the words of Scripture read. And so let me read from Psalm 95 as our call to worship this evening. Psalm 95 says this, So come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make, uh, let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Would you pray with me, and then we'll begin our time singing together. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for this time to gather together to offer our praise to you. Uh, for the gift of Jesus Christ, your Son. We ask that you would meet with us and that you might be pleased with our offering of praise to you. We pray that you would add your blessing to our time together, that not only would you receive glory, but that we might build one another up in faith to follow Jesus well. We pray all of this in his name. Amen. Our first song tonight is uh, song, uh, hymn number 53, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. If you would, uh, let's stand together and sing to God's glory.
Romans 11, 25 through 26. Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. Amen. Let's sing together, Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery, which should be printed in your uh, bulletin. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, 
Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation and have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Thou key of day 
chapter 2. In those days, a Caesar, a decree rather, went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
again from Luke chapter 2. And in the same regions, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased.
Continuing from Luke chapter 2, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For, whom, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way.
man. God rest you merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. God rest you merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. God rest you merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Let nothing you dismay. Uh, as we close our time together tonight, I thought it might be fruitful for us to think about uh, some of these themes that come up in the, the promises that are given to us in Scripture about the coming of Christ, particularly tonight as we've thought about light, uh, the light of Christ coming into our darkness, uh, into the darkness of this world, into the darkness of sin. Uh, this is a prominent theme that that converges and is fulfilled in the, the birth of Christ and in his redemptive work at the cross. And if you think about it, this is a theme that goes throughout the scriptures. After God's creating of the heavens and earth, his first creative act after that is to say, let there be light. And there was light. light. He brings light into darkness even there at the beginning of creation. He places Adam and Eve into the garden, uh, giving them commands to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion over the earth, to expand the knowledge of God over the face of the earth, placing them in this special uh, garden where they can commune with God. And, and in that light, a fellowship with God, the light that God has made and, and the communion that he shares with Adam and Eve, into that light comes darkness. Adam and Eve, knowing what God had said about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, decide for themselves what they will do rather than submitting to the Lord. And, and they eat. Eve takes the fruit. She eats. She gives it to Adam, who's there with her. And their eyes are open, but not in a good way. And the darkness of sin enters in, and, and the world begins to unravel as sin comes in and death with sin. And, and they hide. They run. They cover themselves inadequately, woefully inadequate uh, in, in running away from the presence of the Lord. There's darkness in the world because of sin. And yet all throughout the history of God's work, there are these little bursts of light that come. Uh, God chooses Israel from, from all the nations. He places his name upon them. He places his love upon this special people, and he calls them to be a light to the nations that they, among all the peoples of the world, will be this one group who will tell the rest of the world what the true God is like. All the rest of the world is in darkness. They don't have God's special revelation, but Israel does. They know who the Lord is. They know that he is the creator. They have his law, his, his good promises. They have light, and they're meant to display that light to all the world that others might flock to them to know the one true living God, to find light in the midst of darkness. They stumble badly. <laughs> they, they fumble this task that God has entrusted to them. They end up mimicking the world and, and adopting the darkness around them. They're cast into exile. And in the midst of that exile, uh, out of Jerusalem, out of the land, the broader land that God had given them, uh, as they're cast out of that promised land, God speaks to them in promises 
promises of redemption, promises of grace. And one of those promises, uh, Jeff read earlier from Isaiah 9, that those who are dwelling in darkness will see a great light. Uh, Isaiah tells us that this light especially will come in that a child will be born to us, a child who will rule with righteousness, who will rule with equity. He will bring redemption to God's people. And by the time we get to the New Testament, we learn Jesus is the one who is promised. He is the one who brings light into this world of darkness. Just consider all of the light attached to the coming of Christ. Uh, The glory of the angels speaking to the shepherds, telling them, go to Bethlehem, for to you is born this day a a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And, And the glory of God shines Uh, In the sky, as this host of angels announces this good news of great joy for them. And then sometime later, it wasn't at the same time, sometime later, the wise men come and they find uh, the infant Jesus. And they're led there by the star. They're led there by light, finding Christ and worshiping him rightly as the king, offering him gifts fit for royalty. Jesus himself in his earthly ministry says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will never be in darkness. Jesus brings the light, God's glory and God's grace into the darkness of this world. But here's the, here's the, here's the catch. In order to really bring us into light, in order to truly bring us out of darkness, Jesus, who is the light of the world himself, has to enter into the darkness of our sin, which is why at the cross, at, at the moment of Jesus's cry of dereliction when he's been abandoned. His, his father has turned his back upon him because our sin was placed upon him and a holy God can't look at sin with approval. The earth goes dark. There's darkness as Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's as if the whole earth is feeling the judgment and wrath of God against sin in the form of darkness. But the darkness of sin cannot extinguish the light of God's grace because judgment is given on to Jesus instead of to us. Wrath is placed upon him in our place as our substitute. And because he's a sinless savior, because he truly is light, the darkness of sin can't extinguish him. It can't snuff out his light. And he bursts forth on that first day of the week in resurrection glory shining in the light of the glory of God's grace, which then shines upon our hearts so that we might behold Jesus as the light of the world, the one who comes into our darkness, who has taken it upon himself at his cross, that we might be freed from it and might find forgiveness and hope and resurrection power through Christ, who continues to undo our darkness, to push back against it with his glorious light. And so as we gather this season of the year and we think about Jesus coming, um, let's remember Christ is the light of the world. He has brought his light into our darkness. He's taken our darkness on himself and he's defeated it, that we might indeed have hope. What a glorious Savior we have. At this time, let's, uh, let's stand and sing together Silent Night, uh, number 210, or you might have it in your bulletin, actually.
everyone. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Uh, we greatly appreciate you all coming, uh, participating in the singing. We thank uh, Anne and the choir and all the accompanists, uh, the, the members tonight who volunteered their time to practice and, and lead us in worship and singing tonight. And um, please remember, you're invited to join us uh, next door in the fellowship hall uh, for time of refreshments and fellowship. And I'm here now, the Lord's benediction. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. And all God's people said...